0: every team, every topic, everywhere this is believe. Yeah, I hit on a couple of parlays these past 2 days. Mm, mm, okay. So, I had a LeBron James plus 23 points and assist. Same thing for Anthony Davis, and then I had Damian Lillard uh Price Picks gave us a discount. 18 points and as you know he went off his first game yeah. with the bugs but a, you know a good you know a good win streak so far fantastic man how you doing so far man
1: seems like you're a little excited about your your parlays hit
0: i am excited but i am more excited for this game on sunday a huge game and before we get to it this episode guys welcome to another episode I believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your squad, Ruben Calvillo, Mister Seven One Three, joined by the handsome man himself, Harley Dugan, and we are brought to you by Bet Online. The last, the last of major sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With NBA postseason, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, bet online in your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your
1: fingertips with both desktop mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the bet online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your mm. first deposit. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Man, it's dude, it's hard not to bet on any one of these games. Every single night, there's something going on. Use our promo code. Hopefully, you win some bread. If you do, let us know. But, Harley, mm, yeah, this game against the Carolina Panthers, I called it a revenge game. A revenge game because not only was Bryce Young picked before C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. but C.J. Stroud is used to not being the number one selection in high school, did not start into his junior year. In the Elite 11 competition where he won, was one of the last quarterbacks invited at Ohio State, was not on the radar until his friend put him on, and this time, A couple of months ago in the NFL draft, selected behind Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud is going to use that as motivation. He has a chip on his shoulder, and I think he is going to dominate this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers.
1: I hope so. I mean, I think so. No, I don't hope so. I think so. I think C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans are going to grab a W this weekend. Okay. Uh, I I was far confident in the bounce back win against the saints last week. And I was correct. So another win against another NFC South opponent, you could potentially go so far as two in one against the NFC South. Again, these Panthers are injured. They're winless. Mm-hmm. And we were just with the believe in Panthers podcast. They sounded dejected, man. Yep. they 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 felt hurt. You know, it was like, damn man, these guys, these guys are really sad a little bit, man. Kind of, Kind of sounded like us the last two years, you know, but they still have hope with Bryce Young, so I'm not going to just can him just yet. Um, There is, you know, any given Sunday. Uh, But I do think the Houston Texans can take this game and should take this game handedly. Okay.
0: So you're predicting a kind of a blowout?
1: Maybe towards the second half. I can see it being competitive.
0: I'm on the same wavelength as you. I am expecting this game to be a statement win for the Houston Texans. You are going to start to separate yourselves from the bottom tier of the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have not won a game. They will have a first-time play caller on Sunday and Thomas Brown, first-time OC. I think this is just a pivotal moment for the Houston Texans to take the next step, not to mention uh their safety. Jerby Chin put on IR a couple of days ago. They are without JC Horn. They have a lot of injuries like the Houston Texans have had. I think this is just a a big game for CJ this Houston Texans team.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a massive game for them right now. Uh, you definitely it definitely feels like this should have been a primetime game. And it okay. didn't happen, and it is what it is, you know. Uh, I'm more of the mindset of, you know what, stay stay on that side. You know that that's my mindset. Is you know you know what you, y'all can stay on that side because y'all didn't pick us for a prime time game. I'm not gonna be oh got to be begging them now or anything. No, mm. stay, stay on that side and let's roll with it. But as of right now, yeah, the Houston Texans. I could see how you say. Yeah, this, this is, could be a statement game for the Texans. This is a team you should crush. Exactly. And if you're going to be reflected as a team that's really good, up-and-coming, strong,
0: then you got to crush these itty-bitty teams. No, 100%. And um, YNG asked, are you going to stream during the game on Sunday? Yes, I'm going to continue that through the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure Harley is going to do that for his channel sooner rather than later. Hopefully we combine together, but yes, we are going to try to bring you the up to date Houston Texans content during the week, during the game. But no, I agree with you, Harley. And you know, I had this game circled as soon as the schedule came out. This is just a big game from CJ Stroud. And, a big game for this you know, for this Texans team. We are expecting them to try to have a playoff push, try to have a statement game. And it starts this week coming off the bye week against the Carolina Panthers where they are, you know, celebrating the legends, Julia Peppers. I don't know who else is going to be yes, there, but I know Julian Peppers is one of the main names on there. But the Carolina Panthers fans are looking as – this game as a savior for their season. Well, yes, on the yes. other side, the Houston Texans are looking at this game as a stepping stone, yeah, to get to the next spot. And the next spot is playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's fun to look at the dichotomy of two teams, you know, where yeah, as one team, as we were with the Believing Panthers with Jonathan Stewart, Desmond Johnson, and Skylar, you know, they mentioned that they're, they had this game as a game that could be a get-back game for them, it could be a game that, you know, they can get back on the right track. And if they are going to win this game, maybe there is an element of surprise with having Thomas Brown being the play caller for them. Uh, that is something, uh, who knows, the Texans possibly don't know who Thomas Brown is, they haven't seen his offense. So, you know, you go in there a little bit, question marks you know if you're D'Amico Ryans you were with the 49ers you play the Rams twice a year Uh, he did that for three years so he's faced the Rams he knows Sean McVay very well you got to assume that Thomas Brown is going to have his reiterations of the Sean McVay system and whatever else he can do to implement something I expect maybe Maybe some trick plays, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels like that's been happening week to week with us, right? Yeah, it feels like the, the trick play thing has been happening against us for I for a few times now, you know. So you know teams are desperate and there's nothing more desperate than an 0-6 team. They got they got nothing to lose, right? I mean they're 0-6. The season's almost wrapped up for them. So with that being said, the Houston Texans gotta take advantage. Of a team like this, you can't give them any life in the beginning of the game. Mm -mm. You got to step on them, you got to crush them. And if you give teams like this life in the beginning of the game, that gives them confidence. And then it's, oh, okay, yeah, we could hang with this team. You know, that's not what you want to do with this man. You crush them at the beginning, keep your foot on the gas pedal.
0: I think if you want to be seen as a legit contender, you have to put the Carolina Panthers away early. And Steven brought up this quote. I was looking for a little movement in this trade deadline. Nothing major but something. So we found out yesterday from Patrick Storm, the host of another Texans podcast, a little nugget he gave us Harley was that not only are the Houston Texans buyers, but they are trying to find high profile players to secure a playoff run I was on Patrick Storm's space yesterday. I think you were there on it also as well. He told us that the Houston Texans are trying to make a move. What are your reactions to that?
1: Man, it's it's fun to hear that, huh?
0: I mean, we you kept talking about are the Texans
1: buyers and sellers. You've been hitting the hammer on the head on that for quite some time. And I've been just wondering that I just think the Texans are going to stay Pat. Now, Storm, no pun intended, Patrick Storm, excuse me, comes out and says that, Hey, Nick Serios could be making some calls around or whatever. And Hey, I'm all up for it, man. If that's, what's going to happen, let's get it on. I mean, don't tease me now. Right. Don't tickle me. I mean, let's get it on. Let's get some of these, let's get somebody in here. Let's get someone in here to improve this team. And whether it's ironically the Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns, if it's him If it's a Chase Young, if it's a Montez Sweat, I'm just naming guys that are on the trade block. There's nothing attached to these guys whatsoever. Um, Hell, you know, Patrick Sertan. I mean, Mm -hmm. can we go there? Like, you know, so it's rather interesting. Grabbing a Brian Burns, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, like grabbing one of those guys propels this defense into a potentially top 10 defense for the rest of the year. And that's what's really fun to get started in your mind is, oh, okay, we could really get something cooking here with the Houston Texans if Nick Sirianni makes this splash trade.
0: Yeah, to me, with all this news, I think it comes down to Chase Young or Brian Burns, one of them, the injury history, you know, Chase Young dealing with some knee injuries the past two years is finally healthy, five sacks on the season. He might cost you less than Brian Burns, but there is the possibility he might be injured again. But with Brian Spider-Man Burns, he's been healthy since his rookie year, playing 15 games, you know, since he's been here. Seven and a half sacks his rookie year, nine sophomore and junior, 12 and a half sacks last year. Brian Burns is to me, the player you go out there and get, and we've talked about Brian Burns before. When we were talking about trading away massage Watson, right, whether it was to the Falcons, we asked for A.J. Terrell. When it was to the Panthers, we asked for Brian Burns. And once again, he is being brought up again as a potential trade target, still only 25 years old. I am on the Brian Burns train. Go out, get there if you can. But now I ask Carly, are you a Chase Young guy who is going to be cheaper, but you run the risk of potentially him getting injured? Or are you spending that first-round pick maybe more Mm -hmm. for Brian Burns, who you know is going to be there every week of the season and is going to consistently get to the quarterback?
1: That's a tough question. It's tough,
0: bro. And, you know...
1: See, I'm in I'm more in the idea of the or category. See, I'm more in the idea of just staying pat. If that if that is what it is, if it's you either get Chase Young and you risk injury, or you get I'm more of a Brian Burns guy. Yeah, same. The price tag, like you said, we just had Landry Locker two days ago on Believe in Texans. Make sure you are checking him out on uh, um, the locker room to check out the Believe in Texans podcast, anywhere where you stream all your podcasts and platforms. We were just with him. And he mentioned the price tag being the issue with Brian Burns. Yep. You know, the rumor was that the last Los Angeles Rams offered two first round picks to the Panthers for Brian Burns and they declined, you know, so now that makes you go, huh? Okay. What, you know, what are the Carolina Panthers looking for? You know, if we're I looked at the Panthers wire article and I know we both did videos on it. They said a first and a third. And I'm just like, I can't do that. I'm not willing to you give can, up, a first but he's worth
0: pick. it though, Harley.
1: Yeah, he is. But I just got first round picks back in my life. And now do I want to really give her up again? I don't really think so. I'd Ooh. rather. Yeah. I mean, you're three and three. I'd rather just. Stay Pat, stay the course. And then maybe if you're gonna pull the risk of Chase Young being injured, then why not just pull the risk of trying to grab Brian Burns in the offseason?
0: Brian Burns for me is the pick for the Houston Texans. I mean, if you get Chase Young, I will be just as static as well. But you're running that risk. My thing is, Harley, is why wait to the offseason? Everyone's always saying, oh, just wait till the season. We could get a number one wide receiver. We could get all the players that we are trying to get now. But my thing is, why wait? We have CJ Stroud under contract for the next four to five years. This is what we should have done with Deshaun Watson. Spend money when mm-hmm. you can. And I'm on the same way length as you, Harley, you know, I am right now, if you don't make a trade, that's fine. Let this young team work. Let the Cinderella story happen. But if you dominate the Panthers like we all expect them to do, it is going to be real hard not to envision these Houston Texans making a big-time trade.
1: Yeah, I can see your mindset. I really do. I, I see the mindset. I understand. If you go out there and, like, like the latest comment right there from Freddie, if you go out there and beat them 28, 13, like, Oh, okay. You know, that's a huge win for this team uh, to squash a lesser opponent. And it does make you go as a fan, man, are we close? Like, do mm-hmm. we just need that one more guy? Is it that, is it that kind of year for the Texans? Cause come on, think about it. Like there is, everything has been going right so far uh, for this Houston Texans team, right? I mean, it starts with, boom, it it started with what everyone was calling the downfall of the Texans week 18 last year against the Colts. Immediately, boom, uphill, fire Lovey Smith. You keep moving forward. You interviewed all these fantastic coaches. You got Miko Ryans. You had a solid free agency. And then you had a home run draft, getting Stroud, trading up for Will excited as hell for Texans football, and then you go into training camp. C.J. Stroud gets better every single week. Mm. You go into the regular season, and it's here's a boatload of injuries and you still have had almost a perfect start from C.J. Stroud, and you're 3-3. and So it does feel like everything is going right so far for this Texans team. Does that mean that... If everything is going right, why not make it even sweeter and hmm. go out there and get somebody like you're trying to say? Like, why not go and spend the capital on a Brian Burns? Sure. It makes this defense a top 10 defense legitimately. I'm just, I'm not willing to spend that first round pick. I am not. That's just, that's my only thing. It's that I'll, I'll spend the second and a fourth. You know, I'm cool for second and a fourth, but a first-round pick, and we don't know where the Browns are going to pick. Now, you know, this – And hindsight, 2020 you yeah. can come back to this. And let's say the Browns finish and we have the 24th pick in the draft. You know, now you're like, huh, well, 24th pick for Brian Burns don't sound so bad. But at the moment, we're looking at it like, well, that pick could still fall within the top 15, mm. you know, it could still happen. And I know Brown's defense looks really, has been really phenomenal lately, carrying the team. You know, the run game's been solid and they've had some help from the NFL referees as long as some luck along the quarterback position without Massage Watson there. So, you know, with that all being said, we don't know what's going to happen with the Brown's pick. Um, I just, again, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to pull that way because that first round pick is so heavy it's such a burden for me.
0: I know it's heavy, but Brian Burns only 25 years old. You're going to get to him in the prime of his career. 4 sacks on the season. We know him and Will Anderson are going to do damage, but just think about what it means for this team, right? Just why wait now? I think if the Houston Texans really want to make a move, they will go ahead and do it. But it's just crazy, Hardy, that we are talking about this. I've said this a couple of times before. This time last year, we were talking about the season already being over for the Houston Texans. Lose as much games as you can to get the number one overall pick. Now we are talking about making trades to make the playoffs, man. We have to come in ownership. We have to come in the front office, our head coach and staff, but it. I just don't want to. If this team makes the playoffs, I don't want to say, damn, Chase Young or Brian Burns definitely could have helped us win this game.
1: Yeah. I, and I, I see what you're saying. You know, I see what you're saying. Um, I get their, um, their ability to make this defense, like I said, make this defense a potential top 10 defense. Mm. I understand that. I am just not willing to give up the first round pick. Now, Chase Young, am I willing to make the risk of an injury? Maybe, perhaps, but, again, that's also going to depend on his price tag. And as we saw with the, I think it was the 33rd team, Mm. Their article had, you know, the Texans as a potential team for Chase Young. Yeah. You know, yeah, we've been thrown in all, all of the trade rumors, it seems like. Um, so you know, getting a Chase Young, you would have to give up potentially a second round pick for him. I don't even know if I'm willing to do that for Chase Young just because of the a second injury. You know, the injury history from him worries me so much. And then you have the other fans that have, you know, came out into my other ear hole and are like, "Hey, Jonathan Grenard's having a sur- outstanding year, uh, surprising year actually, uh, comeback year with D'Amico Ryan's, and he's looked really good, and his numbers rival that of Chase Young statistically. Now, yes, Chase Young has more, uh, I believe, pressures or whatever instead of Grenard." Regardless, needless to say, we know Chase Young has the potential to be a superstar, Mm -hmm. and pairing him with Will Anderson makes a lot of sense. I don't know if I'm willing to risk that injury history, though, because if you do, let's say you do give up that second-round pick, okay, and then he balls out. Let's say he balls out the rest of the year. You have to resign him. Then you have to resign him, but that also poses the risk of injury when you re-sign him, you know, and it's kind of like a double-edged sword with Chase Young. If he performs fantastic, what's even to say that he stays with Houston and <laughs> signs with us when, if I'm his agent, and I wouldn't blame him, test the market, and let's see how much money you could get and force the Texans maybe to offer you a little bit more cash.
0: hmm No, I mean, that's the risk you're going to have to take. That's why I'm leaning more towards Burns. You're going to have to obviously spend more on Brian Burns, but there has to be an understanding. When he comes, as soon as he steps into the building, he is going to sign a long-term contract. To be a part of the Houston Texans, man, it, like, like like I said, Harley, it's just crazy. We are talking about the trade deadline, but as we heard from Patrick Storm, the Houston Texans are buyers. We are buyers, man, and it's just so crazy how six months can turn around a team. So, like I said, once again, shout out to ownership, front office, um, coaching staff. But now we look to the Carolina Panthers. The Number one overall pick versus the number two overall pick. Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud. I mean, this is a blowout for me, Harley. And I have this being a dominant effort by the Houston Texans defense. The only thing working for the Carolina Panthers is old man Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is getting about... Eight, nine, ten reception. I'm sorry, ten targets a game against the Miami Dolphins over a hundred yards, over ten targets, one touchdown. If you stop Adam Thielen, if you contain Adam Thielen, you have a good chance of beating the Carolina Panthers. But I I don't want the Houston Texans to just skim by this game, Harley. I want to blow out.
1: Yeah, I feel you on that. Adam Thielen has been One of those guys that I just still don't believe. Surprising. Yeah, like, I mean, I haven't been with my fantasy team. And I just, I have so many other good receivers. But I'd rather run the risk of starting Garrett Wilson with Zach Wilson instead of Adam Thielen, who for the past weeks has been absolutely magnificent for the Carolina Panthers Mm -hmm. ever since Andy Dalton came in, then Bryce Young came back. And it's just been all uphill for him. So, yeah, that's that's definitely a battle for the Houston Texans. You know, we do have Steven Nelson and company. The secondary has been strong for us, regardless of no Derek Stingley, Tavier Thomas, like regardless of the injuries in the secondary. uh, It is still going to be a, you know, a time to contain Adam Thielen and it's going to be some some problems. But, you know, it is what it is. And I think the Houston Texans definitely can contain them. They have the secondary Mm -hmm. to do it. They got D'Amico Ryans. They have other guys, if needed, to contain the weapons for the Carolina Panthers, or lack thereof. As we were on the Believe in in Panthers podcast, they didn't even know who they're – they're already questioning their starting running back. And they paid Miles Sanders, and they're saying, man, I'd rather have Chuba Hubbard. And Jonathan Stewart said he liked what he saw from the uh, from the third running back, you know, and that's just upsetting, you know, like, damn, really? That's how it's going to be like. So, you know, besides Adam Thielen, who else scares you offensively for the Carolina Panthers?
0: I mean, no one. The wide receiving core, uh, Leviska Chanot, you know, former early-round pick from the Jaguars, hasn't done yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, Terrence Marshall requested a trade. Wide receiver hasn't done nothing. They're tied in. Hayden Hurst hasn't done nothing. No one else scares me. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say scare me, Harley, but no one else worries me than Adam Thielen. They will also have another play caller their second play caller so far this season and thomas brown who interviewed for head coach of the houston texans but there is a conspiracy theory whether or not thomas brown was calling plays the whole season instead of head coach frank Wright. but this is going to be a i mean the writing's on the wall here This should be a game that the Houston Texans separate themselves from the bottom tier of the NFL. They should win this game, Harley.
1: They should. And it's it's just hilarious talking about that conspiracy theory. That tells you how bad the Carolina Panthers fans. Like, that just tells you, that's just a summary of the season so far. Being 0-6, you know, you're at the point of, Man, we got to like creating conspiracy theories as to why the offense has been such a such a Mm. trudge. Just it, you know, you're not getting anything really too much from Bryce Young. His performance hasn't been great Um, overall average, I would say. So, you know, it's it's been tough for them and it's been a tough season. But that's all more for the Houston Texans to go into Carolina and them. this team is on six. Like we said already, they're on six. They got injuries. They, they have a dejected melancholic fan base right now. Mm. They are down and almost out. Don't give them no hope. No, Go into the Carolina do your thing, play your game. And let's hope we get to see everything get going for this team. You know, the Carolina Panthers are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL Could we finally see a breakout game from Damian Pierce?
0: I mean, I don't know, man. I, you know, with Damian Pierce, I put so much money on him this season, man. I've already lost (laughs) enough. Do I want to, you know, do I want to put my money on him again? I might have to. The Karen on the Panthers run defense hit that old bat. Harley, I ask you this. In front of everyone, don't bullshit me. Is this the start of the Houston Texans playoff push?
1: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we just talked about this with Landry Locker two nights ago live. Uh, If anybody wants to catch a live stream again, on both of our YouTube channels. You could also check us out on the Believe in Texans podcast anywhere where you stream all your podcasting platforms. And that gives me hype. Landry said that we I'm in the danger zone. I'm looking mm. ahead of the schedule. And damn it, he's absolutely right. I am a fanatic. And damn it, guilty as charged. Okay? But I am looking at November 26th. I am looking at that Jaguars game. And I'm not looking... Past any opponent, okay? Mm. You know, it's always you got to go one and up every week. You know, I get that. I understand the mentality. But it's tough not to look ahead, especially with all the crap that you went through, all the mud you went through the last two seasons. What is wrong with being? a bit optimistic for this Houston Texans. What's
0: wrong team? with being confident about your football team? I'm sorry to cut you off Harley, but I am tired of these comments saying wait till we play someone good. Mm-hmm. Let's not be too optimistic, optimistic about this Houston Texans team. My question is when is it going to be okay for us to feel confident? When is it going to be okay for us as Texans fans to look at the opposing team and say, I am better than you? Nothing wrong with it. We are scared to say we are a confident football team. We are scared to say we're going to take the next step. But ladies and gentlemen, me and Harley have been preaching this since training camp. A new head coach in D'Amico Ryan's who played For the city of Houston, when we were at the lowest, he became Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. He became a captain. He became a leader amongst men in a franchise where there was nothing to hype about. But D'Amico Ryans was the start of this Houston Texans team. J.J. Watt took the mantle. But, Harley, I am tired of these. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. Because if we just wait, if we just wait, we forget to enjoy the moment.
1: I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. I am so sick and tired of my comment section on YouTube. And I appreciate every single one of y'all. I do. But damn, man. I mean, come on, man. If y'all complain about me, I could complain about y'all. I mean, it's a two-way street. And damn it, man, I am upset that we cannot get excited for our team. And I hate that. Exactly. Like, damn, man, this team is three and three. We didn't come on three and three, the way they have won games, beating the Saints, beating the Steelers, beating the Jaguars on the road. Sure. Did not start off so hot, but this team is still young. It's an experience and they got a long way to go. But at the end of the day, what do you got to lose? There's nothing to lose. We expected six wins from this team. Five, six, maybe seven. And then the hot take was they could go nine and eight and win the division. That doesn't sound like such a hot take anymore. It's fine to be confident, guys. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong being confident with your team. Hell, I'm confident as hell with my Astros. And they just got mollywhopped by the Rangers in the last two games. But you best believe My ass is going to be back there at Minute Maid Park Game 1 in the home opener screaming, let's go Astros. And I'm going to be talking my shit and I'm going to be talking my noise. All right? So expect the same for my Rockets and expect the same for my Texans. And the Texans have got me uber confident as hell. And I am so, so hyped that this Texans team is finally back into relevancy. They're finally back to playing competent football and meaningful football, getting wins that you should get, like this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. Nothing wrong with being optimistic.
0: I just feel like, no, I mean, 100% agree with you, man. It's just I see the comments every other video telling me to slow down, mm. telling me to calm down, <laughs> telling me to see how this season plays off. But in reality, this is a totally different team. C.J. Stroud not, being, not only being the best rookie quarterback in the NFL, but one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, period. What he is doing is insane with so many injuries on the offense, on the defense, no help from the running game. Harley, at the beginning of the year, this wide receiving call, we said it was nothing to be excited about. The only thing to be excited about was Tank Dell. Now we are looking at the wide receiving court as a strength. The reason why this team is successful is because of CJ Stroud. And I know he is going to have a chip on his shoulder against the Carolina Panthers, whether he says it or not. But this is going to be a big game for him and a big game for the Houston Texans. Yeah,
1: it's a great point about the wide receivers. Uh, it's an unexpected uh, uh, statistics, unexpected start from this wide receiver class, especially Nico Collins. It has been amazing to see. And it just tells you what it takes to, you know, unlock somebody when you have a good to great quarterback in CJ Stroud. And damn, man, don't the Carolina Panthers just regret not taking him? I No, mean, it they're felt like it felt themselves like they're in
0: the ass right now.
1: Yeah, right. Like it felt like they were gonna take him. We were all talking ourselves that man. It feels like the Panthers. It feels like Frank Reich specifically
0: mm.
1: wants CJ Stroud, and it was like man. I guess we're gonna end up with Bryce Young still, you know. And this fan base was still excited about it. So oh, there we go. <laughs> Welcome everybody.
0: Uh, DJ, B enemy there. Yes, welcome everyone, all the way from ESPN, DJ B and me doing a fantastic job covering the Houston Texans. Look, DJ, I got to give you a shout out. I use you throughout all of training camp. I use you till now. Thank you so much for being really tuned in with this Houston Texans team. It seems like the players really mess with you, man.
2: Yeah, and no, I appreciate that. Um, appreciate you, know, you just tuning in. Um some players for sure rock with me. Not saying others don't. I don't know any guys I got beef with, but you know, it's easy, you know, some guys, like not not some guys, but uh you just sometimes you never know where you actually stand with a guy, even if they friendly with you.
0: Yeah, so, I feel you you. Yeah, you
2: know, but I I would think I got really good relationship with guys in that in that locker room for sure.
1: Got DJ entered. I thought he was about to spill some tea right out the gate. I was like, oh, I'm not ready for
0: this, man. <laughs> Is that a virginia shirt what's your favorite anime dj uh for sure dragon ball z for sure by far um obviously nice. a lot of people
2: will tell me it's not the best whatever mm. um it's best to me you get me it's my okay. favorite for sure the best to me but you know I, I i used to watch a little bit of attack on the titans but nice um, i watched a lot of that during the COVID, like 2020 yeah. but i don't yeah. know why i haven't kept up with it because like the actual like, storyline actually be Pretty, it's actually pretty good. It's just a, it's just super intense from the beginning.
0: Right? Yeah. God, yeah, man. super intense. Um, I'm on my One Piece grind. Uh, I started One Piece about two years ago. Now in episode like 968, I'm in the arc of Wano. God. So stuff's about to get crazy. I don't know why you're shaking your head. One Piece is definitely better than Dragon Ball Z. I'm going to tell you that right now, regardless if you I love it though. or not. If it's a nine hundred episodes for a show
2: to be better than Dragon Ball Z, then maybe it's
0: not better. Okay, look. Like, how long is Dragon Ball? Then how long is Dragon Thank Ball Z? Thank you so much.
2: so. Uh, so Dragon Ball. So I mean, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and shit. If you want to include Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and your Dragon Ball Super? That's still not. even yeah, how 600 many episodes? episodes? That's that's not even six
0: hundred episodes. But One Piece is so good, man. You got to try it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm about to leave, man. <laughs> Harley, go ahead. I Take go you over. I got the <laughs> enemy. Um, no, I mean, have you, have
2: you watched JJK?
0: Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. <laughs> no, I just started it. Uh, I'm on my... Uh, I really like Demon Slayer. I love my hero. Uh, Attack on Titan. I'm on the final season. Uh, just got into anime about a year and a half ago, man. Yeah, I don't think he could hear us can you hear me hopefully there
2: we go I hear the hear that's Hold on. let me let me back out and then come right back in
0: Hold on. okay no, no worries no 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 now i see that vegeta shirt Harley. i gotta talk some anime man listen i don't know if you watch one piece but who cares if it's a thousand episodes long it's so long bro. It, it, like, it, it, that's it, why it i was is. like should i really should i really get back into this it, you I really like, should bro it, it's so long like it it's okay it's okay <laughs> Welcome back, watching. Mr. DJ B Enemy.
2: Yeah, um, nine hundred episodes is crazy, though. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: go ahead. Like
2: nine hundred. Right. That's a
1: lot. Hey, man. So, uh as a flag football connoisseur,
0: okay, the uh, NFFL. N-F-F-L. <laughs> look, look, see, look at him. He the got right yeah.
1: let, let, Here we go. As a flag football connoisseur, this man keeps leaving. And okay, there you go, back on again. Um, as a flag football connoisseur, I gotta say, how was how was the media flag football, and and everything going on? Yep, there. I thought he, I thought it went out on him again. <laughs> he keeps re-entering and exiting. Tell oh, it, mom, please, please, please.
2: Did it work? Go ahead. But as a flag football connoisseur. Yeah, you know, I've played some flag football
1: in my day, and, and uh, and you know, I just – nothing crazy. I created the flag football team in my school, but that's all cool. You right. know, uh, media flag football, man, that looked like so much fun. How how much fun
2: was that, man? It was a lot of fun, but sadly, like, I couldn't even, like, be at my full strength because I had a, a – with the media flag football game in August, I had a bad Emmy. Mm. So I was uh, performing with a bad Emmy. But it was fun, though. I've been trying to find a flag football league out here. Me and my dog, Paul. I do radio with him and some podcast stuff with him. Like, we've been trying to find a flag football team in Houston, um, mainly just so, you know, we can channel that competitive spirit. Because, like, the way I channel my competitive spirit is through Madden. But, like, Mm. I need to find various outlets to channel my competitive spirit. Some people are, like, telling me, like, oh, just, just channel it through, like, trying to break stories and being competitive at work or on the beat, well, I don't care that much about all that from a competitive standpoint. Like, nah, you juggler, that that ain't gonna get me. Like, where I'm like, let's go, and I'm cussing and doing all that. Like, you feel me? Like, nah, that I just can't. That ain't gonna be able to fill that 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 uh, that void or that whatever that. Um, whatever the word I want to use, I can't think of the word right now, but yeah, that, that can't fill that void, but that void that I, I have from like, not playing sports anymore. So still trying to find something to fill that. So um, just trying to find a find flag football league, but that's your, the original the origin of the question, playing the flag football thing was extremely fun. Um, it was, you know, they had high school girls there. They had influencers there. They had actors there. They had, Actually, had a professional track and field uh woman there that actually competed at mm. USA trials at Eugene Morgan. She was there too. I think her name was Leah Johnson. So it was cool just to be in that environment, you know what I mean? And just having fun.
0: No, 100 percent man. Like I I was rocking with you all the way back when you were in New York. I really liked how you, you know, represented the Houston Texans in the Stingley versus Sauce Garner debate, when we were yeah. having them. But up until now DJ what are your thoughts about this young Houston Texans team because be in mean Harley's eyes we are suppressing all expectations right we've been here since all the way back to th- 2002 but this is the most exciting time it has ever been for us to really? be a Houston Texans fan even over the 20 like 18
2: 2019
0: team dude I oh. have to say listen man when you look at CJ There's something different, right? When you look at Deshaun Watson compared to CJ, there is just something different. When you see number seven on the field, when you see him under center, you just see a franchise quarterback.
2: I understand Deshaun left here (laughs) on bad terms. I understand that. I understand Deshaun is a very, very, very... It
0: wasn't just bad terms, DJ. He left... He honestly is
2: a very disliked man among NFL fans and the feminist community, and rightfully so. I understand all that for all the reasons that we don't even have to get into. But let's not act like when he was in when he was in Houston, he wasn't a franchise guy. No, like, I feel you. I, feel I like you. CJ. I... I like CJ a lot. Like CJ, I think he's going to be a franchise guy. Like I think he's on a trajectory. He's had the early success. He has all the tools. He can play under pressure. He can make every throw. He can create. Deshaun was also doing that, too, as a rookie in his second year. Like, you, you do realize, like, like what was that, 2018, 2019, I won the division with he's And then, obviously, you know, you guys lost in 2018 to the Colts. That I
0: mean, you didn't have to say lost that. Lost. Go ahead. Lost to the, yeah. the,
2: the, the Chiefs. You know, you have to uh,
0: I mean, yeah, you didn't have to say that. Man. Yeah, but
2: what I'm saying is, like, from 20, what, Ten-ish or twenty-twelve? No, from twenty ten to twenty nineteen. I think you guys mm-hmm. won the AFC South like I want to say five, six, seven times. Like you have a dominating a, I remember that like you guys would always dominate the AFC South because you guys um won a division. I want to say like three out of four years with Deshaun. No, mm-hmm. no, that no, Well, You had four years during that Deshaun time. The last year, obviously, four and twelve. But the previous two years, you won a division. But then that that specific year, the f- first year, he got hurt. She went 4-12, but the previous year you guys won a division, I believe, with, like, a bunch of no-name quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. And even 2015, you know, Deshaun, not Deshaun, but uh, Hopkin, mm-hmm. crazy. So, what I'm saying, like, there's a lot of success for the Houston Texans from then to, to before now. So, I'm kind of curious to why is now the most exciting. Like, if I was a fan, I would always lean on the year we won playoff games. So, why are you going
0: with it now? Well, to me, I mean, I just see CJ Shroud and me and Harley were there at the uh Houston Texans draft party in Miller Lot Outdoor DM yeah. uh theater. Like the reason why I say that I you know, like whenever I see CJ Shroud is because of all the three all the things we just went through, seven combined wins in two seasons then we see cj shout cry as soon as his name is being announced and then when he gets introduced to the city of houston uh they asked him i think it was seashore shorts him, what about you should get the houston fans excited the first thing he did was bring up will anderson jr who was drafted behind him right then and there it showed me that oh this guy is different He talks about a family. He talks about God so much. And I've seen him just really transform this city, man, because this city was at the lowest it has ever been. And me and Harley were at every single training camp practice that was available to the public. The lines were to the metal detectors all the way to the back gate. That's what I am saying, dude. I just believe in CJ Stroud. Yeah, I believe in him, too.
2: I for sure believe in them. Like, I think it's just, you know, when you when, when you say this is the most excited you've been, that's why I'm like, whoa,
0: hold on now. It's just the most excited I've been, man. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm gonna be ten toes down on that, you know. Like, nah, you know, hey, what,
2: if you're gonna, business, you're gonna stand on business, you're gonna stand on business. you're gonna stand on business. You feel me? So I respect I respect you since you're gonna stand on business, you feel me?
0: I just I feel know, like I, I got understand. the quarterback, I got the coach that not only Talks to talk, but walks to walk. Swarm. Special work ethic and relentless mindset. I've seen this work ethic all the way in training camp, and I've seen it translate with this team. That's why it is the most confident, you know, I felt in a young Houston Texans team. I will say this.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Because I am... The most excited I've been as a Texans fan was... 2012 2013 okay and that's when so you I'm had J. 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 Watt, and that's when you had you know Gary Kubiak Owen Daniels Andre Johnson Arian Foster you had a whole team yeah and the team is what got you so excited and sure there was a you know a letdown or whatever but that was to me the one of the only years that I ever thought the Houston Texans could legitimately win a Super Bowl and the only reason I say that Nothing, despite Deshaun Watson, I I just never thought Bill O'Brien could win a Super Bowl here in Houston. i uh, just I'm sure he's brought – I still believe that he was a benefactor to a lot of the prior success that Gary Kubiak left here in Houston uh, just because of some of the players that were still left over from those teams. And, yes, you know Andre and Arian, sure, they went out the door, um, but he did still have DeAndre Hopkins in. Credit to Rick Smith. For getting Deshaun Watson, Uh, I am not. You know, I I think Deshaun Watson gets obviously muddled because of everything that happened. Um, He was fantastic when he was here. Uh, It's just you know sour taste whatnot. We don't have to get into that. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I think what I could say to make Ruben's point, uh, I guess to compartmentalize with Ruben's point. Is I would say this. I think this is the first time in franchise history. No, I don't think. I know this is the first time in franchise history that you're pairing a good to great quarterback as of right now with a head coach as well. Mm-hmm. And you always know in the NFL, if you can pair, if you, the Houston Texans this offseason have hit the home run on coach, they hit the home run right as of right now with the quarterback position. If you got both of those things. As far as moving forward with everything, hey, I'm good with everything else. You got those two things, you're gonna go very far in being relevant and being competitive and playing meaningful games in the future. So, sure, I could say that maybe this is the most exciting part. I, I can I can see no, what you're just trying say it, to there. Just say there. You're saying, but I I was more I mean, that's my childhood. JJ Watts the childhood for me. That's my high school, middle school, high school years. And I was super hyped, super ecstatic. So I can't say that I was not excited and I did believe that team could win a Super Bowl. Hell, Wade Smith has said that team, he believed that team could win a Super Bowl. And I absolutely believe it. Okay. <laughs> it, it's interesting, interesting conversation. Well, well, let's let's pivot away from that, man. We we got so far into it. Uh so I did want to ask you, Juice Scruggs, man, I asked this we, – we both asked this to Landry Locker uh, just two days ago, but Juice Scruggs, what is what – is, what's the deal with him right now? I, it just seems like the answer is just, oh, we're giving him another week. doesn't seem like there is – I mean, is it just a hamstring? It's a soft injury, like, you know, those things linger. Is it just that, or is there something more to this? What What is going on with him?
2: Yeah, I think a hamstring is lingering. Mm-hmm. Um it, we're we're approaching two months since the injury, so that you know how bad it actually was. Like if you look at a lot of guys that when they suffer injury hamstring injuries in the NFL, like a lot of guys like he holds them out a lot longer than we realize. Like if you have to go an IR, um, then you're, you're usually gonna be out for a while. Um from what I you can look I remember Keenan Allen, like he was a lot of time last year with a hamstring injury. Same with uh Darren Waller. He missed a boatload of time for hamstring injury um, last year. So I think it's more that than anything. They're like, yeah, you can put a prognosis on it. Like, okay, you're gonna be out four to six weeks or 48 weeks, whatever. But in reality, um, like, that's a very loose number because hamstring, like, if you come back too early, you just re aggravate and you're done again. You know what I mean? You're probably gonna be down for the rest of the year at that point if you go back and re-aggravate it. So I think it's more like it's not healing as fast as they would have liked, but, this is kind of predictable when it comes to the hamstring injury. So,
0: is that the same thing as Derek Stingley? We haven't seen Derek Stingley in a minute.
2: Um, so Derek just became eligible to come back. Um, he just came because remember he suffered it during practice after mm-hmm. the week two game. So that happened technically week three, and we're in week eight now. So he was eligible to come back this week. Obviously, they didn't bring him back. But um, I think there's a little bit different term timeline to where like you can start asking questions, mainly because like he's been out like, the typical amount of time that I, a hamstring injury would have you out, um, where Juice has been out almost two, been out two whole months at this point. Mm-hmm. So I would say uh, not yet to say that it's lingering versus that it's just a typical recovery process.
0: Nice.
1: So. Uh, Ruben had mentioned earlier on our pod, um, on the podcast earlier, uh, Patrick Storm, we're all aware of him. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Okay. Uh, so Ruben, had mentioned earlier on the podcast, Patrick Storm, we're all aware of. He dropped the nugget that Nick is looking to acquire really good talent at the deadline, not just a depth guy. Uh, is that something can you confirm or deny? Or what, do, what do you know about that?
2: Yeah, and I think it's with that, it's going to depend on why like to make sense right because they have a lot of cap space so they can be aggressive if, if they were to go out go after somebody it'd be on the defensive side mainly because if you go after somebody on the defensive side they don't have to do as much learning right mm-hmm. like let say you go like let's say hypothetically right not saying this we don't get let's say they get like you get like a chase young right <laughs> hypothetically speaking you get a guy like chase young right like that's more plug and play right you saw the dolphins go and get bradley chubb last year and he was able to like play like immediately um if you get like an offensive guy, they gotta learn the whole system. And obviously, this I actually asked Tank today, what's the biggest difference from like college to the NFL? And he maybe said, like, that playbook, that playbook is extensive. But the word and jargon in it is, is is extremely long. So if you have if you go and trade for let's say, let's say hypothetically, let's say like you went and try to get Mike Evans, right? Mike Evans is never that's one name that's been thrown out in Texas Twitter That's why I'm using his name, not saying that's what I. But that's one name that has been thrown around a bunch, um, and he would be a guy that would have to relearn an entire system that he's never been a part of. Right? Like he doesn't even have, like he's never even been a part of guys that, like for example, like the Browns and Rams have some similarities, which is why you could see Baker go from Cleveland to the Panthers and then go to the Rams halfway through the week and play in a game it look semi decent because they have a lot mm-hmm. of carryover from the from the language, right? Mike Evans has played for Bruce Arians, uh he's played for Brian Leftwich, who had some variations of Bruce Arians uh play calling and then you also have um the guy that was under lovey that became the head coach. The last name something with a D, but I'm, I'm his name is blanket on me. But none of those guys run with Bobby Slowick runs and none of those guys like there's not that much carryover. Like, like there might be carryover in terms of, like the concept they're running, because everybody mm-hmm. runs similar concepts. But in terms of the actual language, because like let's say hypothetically, stay with me. Let's say for a dagger concept, which is like a you know clear out route, you got a day coming over. Let's say a specific team calls that frog or whatever, and that's what that's what dagger means in that system. And in another system, frog could mean a bench a bench concept where you have or a bench concept where we have an out route and you have a deep seven route. Or let's say it's in a different offense, it means smash. You know what I mean? Where you got a yeah. corner route and you got a, a hitch route on the outside. So, you yeah. know, like that might be like, okay, just learn that. Like just all right, this is this offense. But it's a lot harder to learn that on the fly because it's not it's they're not gonna be all right, this is the play called frog. No, it's gonna be protection this golf is going to be protection set within the play paired with the concept paired with the formation and then every I have you guys like I don't know if you guys seen but the video of tour just going through one play call and it was like <laughs> yes. this man was speaking a completely different language. Wait,
0: 18 words long yeah
2: it was like 18 just for one play yeah so that's more or less um you know my trepidation with
0: mm-hmm. acquiring
2: like a, a guy on offense because like you want to get a guy on office that can move the needle. You're going to need him to help you immediately, right? And those guys, it's a bit of a struggle in turn because, again, like, you don't – like the playbook is obviously extensive. Um, you want to play fast versus, like, thinking while you're playing. And we all know, like, if you're thinking while you're playing, you're just going to play slow and bad. Um, so that's kind of where I am on that.
0: Yeah, Mr. DJ, uh, me and Harley were really uh – uh not really looking to add any offensive weapons towards the offseason, but we heard the names of Chase Young. We heard the names of Brian Burns being potentially mentioned with the Houston Texans. Do any one of those names excite you at all?
2: Yeah, man. Both of them are hella hell players, man. Those guys are really good. Um, I think if you were let's say hypothetically you were to bring in one of those one of those guys, like you're basically waving, you're basically waving goodbye to Jonathan. Right, because mm-hmm. he's also in the last year of his deal, currently leads the team at Sacks. Um, so if you say if you bring in a guy like Chase and bring out like Brian Burns, you're basically saying the money that cause you have to extend both of those guys, the yeah. money that we had for Grenard or potential for Grenard now is going to go to those guys. And Grenard is your last year here, so like because again, like you can't give up that capital you gave to get Will, then give them capital to get Chase or Burns and then pay. Ganar who also plays edge, right? Because mm-hmm. Ganari could possibly earn up to like, probably, if he continues to pace, he can earn up to at least ten million on the open market. Because we saw what um, Obi got last year. I think he got um he got like seven and a half last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he only had five and a half sacks last year. He got them all at the end of the season. He still was able to get like five and like seven and a half on the open market. You know, with the Browns. So like. So that's the only thing where it's like, you know, you're not going to, you bring in a guy like that, you're saying goodbye to Gennard, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then, yeah, because Gennard's going to, he can, he, on the open market, he can get 10. As long as he can, uh, at his pace, he can get 10. But I've seen Carl Lawson get 15 on the open market. Yes. You know, so.
1: <laughs> uh, we got the Carolina Panthers coming up, man. Uh, we were just on a crossover with the Believe in Panthers podcast. With Desmond Johnson Skyler and former running back Jonathan Stewart. And man, it was they feel dejected, man. I feel mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel sorry for them because last two years here in Houston has been rough, needless to say. Um, and it's finally feels great to be back in the round of 32 NFL teams. Uh they're dejected though, man. The the mood over there is somewhat depressing. Mm-hmm. They're they have this conspiracy theory to wrap their mind around the offensive struggles and uh, Locker kind of, kind of laughed at it. So I want to hear what you think about it. The conspiracy theory here is with Thomas Brown taking over as the offensive coordinator, they believe that he's always been the offensive coordinator Hmm. and that Frank Reich, they've never actually seen him call plays and that they do believe that Thomas Brown has been the guy.
0: Like, no, uh, dude. This is everyone. Like I've seen this on TikTok. I've seen this yeah. on YouTube. They were saying, "When was the last time you saw Frank Wright calling a play with the la- uh with the walkie-talkie?" That's, that, just, that, that's, that, that's a,
2: a crazy conspiracy. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> it is. Man, yeah, they're not, believing it. Yeah, nah,
1: They're, it's, they're it's believing so it sure,
2: Tom. Because, like, <laughs> if you if he had been calling plays. I think we would have known that by now based off of, like, the answers that, like, DC has given us, the answer that Miko has given us in terms of, like, how to game plan for someone that has, that, that, that doesn't, that hasn't called plays before. And, like, I know someone very close to Thomas. That that man ain't been calling plays. <laughs> yeah, <I know> <laughs> very close to
0: that man ain't, not been calling.
2: Okay. Yeah. Now I guess believing Panthers needs to get you
0: on then, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DJ, you have any predictions for this Sunday's matchup against the Panthers? Um, I think the Texans win. Okay. I think the Texans
2: win. Uh, I don't think it's a blow, I think it's one possession game, maybe four, four or three points, um, or maybe seven. One possession game. Uh, mainly because it's hard in the league. It's hard to blow people out. That's one. Two. It's really hard to win on the road. Like I know the Texans won the Jags, but that's that's rare, right? Mm. Like it's rare where people, even bad teams at home, they don't even get mollywobbled, because it's hard to it's hard to win on the road, from the crowd noise to the comfortability of from traveling to the comfortability of just the players on the opposite side being in their comfort space in their homes not having to do too much different. they, they Their routine is pretty sim- similar to what they've been doing. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, – and, again, like, I remember, you know, when we thought, like, oh, the Texans about to go a little bit of a winning streak. And they go to Atlanta and they lose. And mm-hmm. they got this for the most passing yards he's throwing his career. So, so yeah, I, my prediction is uh, Texans win 24-17. Mm.
0: Okay. You
2: know the Panthers, the Panthers team over there uh,
1: did not like that. Uh, I I thought that it would tend to be more of a blowout going towards the second half. Yeah, you know, I, I even though they did change my mind a little bit because they did say they are going to have like a ring of honor per se with Julius Peppers yeah. and one more other player. So you know that could that could energize the team. You know, and and I'm not saying it per se did that with. The Houston Texans against the Steelers. I was there for the game. It was already energetic before the before the game even started. It was pretty much 60-40 Texans Steelers in that in NRG. So it was pretty exciting. Maybe the Carolina Panthers, you know, play their asses off. And do you think there is, though, like since Thomas Brown, and I'm glad that's debunked, <laughs> uh, is going to be calling plays for the first time. Do you think that is a problem per se for D'Amico Ryan's? Just in the mindset of he's maybe never seen him call plays or he hasn't seen anything from him,
2: yeah. Like, third down is just when would, it will pop up because you just don't know what he likes to do. This is gonna be something where, like, watch the first half and then see what adjustment they make in the second half because, um, mainly again, he's never called plays before, so they're kind of going to semi blind, right? Like, you can try to. Like you know, what concept they're gonna run, but you don't know when they're gonna run them because mm-hmm. you don't know their tendencies anymore. So I would say, I would say it, it could get some issues early, but I want to see what adjustment D'Amico make a half to kind of mitigate the surprise factor. Like I, I fully expect that first drive for the Panthers to result in points, mainly because they have no, because um, they don't have any familiarity with. Um, what Thomas is gonna call everybody yeah. down and this is a thing like that. Unless, you know, like first and second down, like the Texans blowing them off the ball, get a sack, and then like third and fifteen, and all right, then obviously they're not gonna score on that drive. But <laughs> I do think that I do think that I think in uh that first drive they will probably with some points maybe because it's gonna be his first fifteen and they don't have any idea on what's gonna what's actually gonna come from a film when they are studying film like they don't
0: know based off of the tendency according to what's gonna come when it's gonna come now yeah 100 as we end today's episode dj we just want to thank you for the bottom of our hearts man as someone who uses your tweets your articles for his video i'm sure Hardy uses them as well mm-hmm. if not more than me man we just want to thank you for being part of today's stream Hardy, do you have anything to say no, other than uh,
1: thank you. This episode is presented by Bet Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so make sure you are streaming the podcast. If you missed it, anywhere on the Believe in Texans podcast, anywhere, all your podcast streaming platforms Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. Uh, thank you again, DJ. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm glad we can come to a consensus that 900 episodes is
0: insane. Yes, it's not. It's- it's not two out of
1: three two out of three we're in
0: Wano shout out to Lord Odin we're about to hit gear five Okaido. thank you everyone for being a part of today's episode once again shout out to DJ B enemy look we mess with them we haven't endorsed no one on this channel but we're gonna endorse JB DJ B enemy he's there at practice he's there at training camp he's there doing the games thank y'all for being a part of tonight and you know what me and Harley are gonna say go Houston Texans